0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Awesome Bomb Wrestling Podcast. While you're listening to the show, why don't you head on over to our friend's site at CurbstompMerch.com and purchase a couple shirts... Any of the designs you want, they've got a couple sponsored athletes like Just Incredible, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and a bunch of really cool, just creative, original designs. But go ahead and use promo code BOMBCAST10 on that order, and we'll take care of some of that bill for you. You You'll get 10% off your first order. So go ahead and order those up today. Hit them up. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And make sure you're following us too, you dingus. (laughs)
1: There's a lot of fucking wrestling. It's been a couple weeks since we've been back. Uh, this is Tyler. This is Alex. And
0: um, Jesus, where do you want to start? Uh, let's just get it out of the way. Let's talk about CM Punk. Okay. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. Let's just let's just get this out of the way because I feel like it's it's gonna like hang over the show if we don't talk about it right off the way off the bat. Yeah. Um. My feeling on it, other than the obvious, which is he got. The shit kicked out of him mm-hmm. Is that the fight never should have been Commissioned in the first place
0: Yeah I. And that it's a worse look for UFC than it is for Punk He's not A fighter And he's not a lover either <laughs> But no he's, he's definitely not uh, Not Not only not UFC ready But I don't think he's MMA ready Period
1: I mean just watch some of the sparring videos And I, yeah everyone's like well they're old They're old but, like, just look at how he reacts to stuff. Like, like he'll throw a punch and he'll drop his hands. Like, like on impulse. Like, mm-hmm. he can't keep... You know, if he throws a right, he doesn't keep his left up. He just doesn't. He always drops his hands. Um, the way he reacts to someone trying to hit him, like, he's, like, really... He, like, backs off and tries to, like, run away from him. Um, as we
0: saw earlier, his takedown defense isn't particularly good at all. On a scale of 1 to 10... It was uh, a One It was zero Yeah It was minus it was, five stars was, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah speaking of that takedown, uh What actually really made me mad Because you know like right off Right off the bat the bell rings They run towards each other And, and Gaul just immediately takes them down And I was like oh that's surprising They didn't touch gloves um, Fuck you CM Punk for not touching gloves before the fight like you have nothing against mickey gall so like i don't see how this is like a personal thing like it's just i guess a thing of respect like i'm not really a big mma fan but it's it's kind of just like a respect thing especially coming from a guy who started off in ring of honor a company that's like scripted booked matches but before every match they would shake hands right. as a sign of honor. But you can't go into a ring where you're really going to get your ass kicked by someone and touch fucking gloves. Like, that just really annoyed me. So I'm, I'm actually... I'm glad Mickey Gall took care of him as, as fast as he does because it was pretty disrespectful for that to be your very first fight in the UFC and, and go at it about it in, in that way.
1: Yeah, and, and I re- I thought the the best possible outcome for Punk... Was that he would get through the first round, maybe get a shot or two in, Mm -hmm. and then get taken down and tapped in the second. That was, the I thought, the absolute peak that he could do. So the the result, as it was, didn't particularly surprise me in any way. And I mean, just look at the matchup. I mean, yeah, Gall is 24 and Punk's 38, but he's... The actual veteran; he's actually had fights. Punk never fought before. He never even did an amateur fight in Ohio, where the fight took place. In order to fight in a professional bout, you've had to you have to do five beforehand, five amateur bouts, and he didn't do that. The reason they made an exception for him was because of his pro wrestling background, which is fucking laughable. Yeah, like it's
0: totally not the same thing. Oh God, no, no.
1: And the only—I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier um, before we recorded. It worked for Brock because Brock Lesnar had a... He had a wrestling background, like a legit wrestling background. And he's just a physical freak. You watch his fights, the ones he won, it, was, it wasn't it was just because of technique. A lot of it was just he's bigger, stronger, and faster than whoever he's in the ring with. Mm-hmm. And like even in a fight, even in an MMA fight where you know technique is such a huge part of it, I mean, you're going to have an advantage if you're the superior athlete and... Brock Lesnar, especially then, you know, in his prime, was is probably stand stand him next to pretty much anybody, and he's probably the superior athlete. Yeah, and Punk was not an athlete really at all, even at his best. No, I mean he got he looked good. He was in the best shape that I've ever seen him in.
0: I oh, mean, I don't
1: know. He, I think he looked really small. Well, it's because he because well, I understand. Yeah, he, he, he wrestled at two ten, and he wrestled like, and fought at one seventy.
0: He looked uh, sickly
1: gall was a brown belt in jiu-jitsu punks a white for those that don't really know much about mma basically the disc the i'm trying to think of a good analogy it would be like the difference between me playing guitar and fucking like i don't know slash playing guitar or something like i mean it that sounds extreme but seriously like that's it's that much of of a difference like i can play guitar like a little bit i'm not it's not even fair though If you stood me next to Slash And had us have like a rock off Or some shit Right And it's the same kind of thing And you saw it I mean Gaul just Worked him Yeah Got him
0: down I think the thing that was got, the Most disappointing Was That he tapped to a Rear naked choke Could have been anything But it was a Dolph Ziggler special <laughs> You know it Could have been a, Could have been an arm bar That's
1: what Gaul goes for though He just okay. tries to end it quick With a rear naked choke Least of, Could have been an ankle lock With a little bit of MMA Of his that I've like watched And I, I like Did some research on him before Because at first I like I had no idea who he was so I was like oh, Maybe you know Maybe Punk will be fine I don't know And then I looked at And then I like Looked at his record And saw like how he won And I was like Oh shit No way Punk's get, Punk's gonna get wrecked And Punk got wrecked Could have been a knee bar Rolling knee bar <laughs> Heel hook Texas Cloverleaf <laughs> Walls of Jericho But uh But a sleeper hold, Yeah. So, I I guess that's really... I mean, I I think, again, it looks worse for UFC than it looks for Punk. Like, that match should not have happened. And it makes them look like a... And, you know, they spend all this time trying... We're legit. We're legit. We're the most real fucking sport there is. Like, that doesn't help you. When you... Basically, really, a good example, it's like having... Like, when celebrities show up at WrestleMania, you know? But, like, let's say, like, if I'm famous for some reason and they say hey Tyler we want you to be at Wrestlemania and like have a match the most I would be expected to do more than likely is like I might take like a safe finisher or you know throw work punches or something like mm-hmm. that like the biggest bump that I could expect to take was like you know John Stewart got AA'd like that's probably it that's right. the biggest bump that I could expect to take and I would walk out of there and be fine and I'd take my money and I'd leave but like Having a celebrity, because that's basically what CM Punk is—not a fighter, getting a real fight. Yeah, it's like, like watching a
0: Fox's UFC Celebrity Edition. Yeah. Um,
1: it it just I think it makes them look like shit. And uh, Dana White basically said that Punk's next fight wasn't going to be in there, and at least not until he got some amateur stuff under his belt. Yeah, and that's that's how it should be. And really, I don't see. I don't see Punk doing amateur stuff. I really don't. I mean, maybe, but... It just seems like he's got that... He's got an ego, and also he's his age, you know? Mm -hmm. He's running against the clock. Um, I think he'll keep training. I think eventually a New Japan or a Ring of Honor will say, Hey, do you want to make a shit ton of money wrestling like a really small amount of dates? And he'll go, Okay. And then we'll see him in the ring again. Yeah. Uh, WWE, I think that's a much further shot, but at the same time, I wouldn't be even vaguely shocked if Punk at like 43, 44 years old came back and made like a final run. Like, you know, uh, if you would ask me that, even earlier this year, I would say no way, but shit, people thought they'd never see Bret Hart again after the screw job. That's and true. People thought they'd never see Ultimate Warrior again after all the shit he pulled and he came back right before he I guess before he passed. Yeah, I guess...
0: We never will see him again. Yeah. It's got dark. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, regardless of the outcome of the match, I mean, hats off to you. I mean, he's... I'm not... I mean, we just talked a bunch of shit about him, but, I mean,
1: I'm a huge CM Punk fan. Like, in my heart, I wanted him. Like, I would have loved it if he would have gone out there and kicked his ass. Yeah. But I'm a realist, and I knew he wasn't going to. So, it's just really sad. Like, I respect him for wanting to try and for having the bug and like wanting to do it. But it's like the, it's like when Michael Jordan played baseball, he is CM Punk is a top tier wrestling talent, Mm -hmm. like probably in the five percentile of anybody that's ever done it. At least when it comes to mic work character, he's, he's right up there and his in ring stuff is pretty solid too. Yeah. Um, so you take that and you take something you're really, really fucking good at and you do it to, Because like the way I read this thing that he did with like I think it was Sports Illustrated like this little article that he said he wrote about why he wanted to do it. And again, I respect it. He's like, he's like, I stopped doing something I was good at to try to do something I want to be great at. And I'm like, but you're already great as a wrestler. Like you're really, really great. Like he shows up on Raw next week and he's right off the bat probably the best guy on their roster. Mm -hmm. Easily over if nothing else, you know. So, um, I wish it would have gone differently, but I mean, can't say I'm really surprised. And I think that's really all I got about that topic.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, we won't see him in a fight for at at minimum a year.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. And again, by then he's getting close to 40. Yeah. He'll be almost 40. Yeah. And he's not, again, he's not Brock Lesnar. Like Dave Bete... Batista fought a couple MMA fights, but Dave Batista. It's just
0: two different classes. Yeah, you know, you with with Bork, regardless of skill level, when you're that big, you're you're bound to be able to to win a, a few. With with Punk's weight class, there's way more skill because they're they're smaller, they're faster. Um, it, there's just way more going on in those matches than in the. Uh, a 300 plus pound heavyweight match where they're just throwing overhand blows at each other the whole time. So, I mean, I I mean, he still has a lot a lot of work to do. But I don't I don't think we see him in UFC for at least a year. Yeah.
1: Not a lot of stuff going on. I mean, really, at least that we've watched in the world of, like, indies or New Japan. But I do want to bring this up. I meant to bring this up last week, but we didn't do a show last week. Um, did you see that Cody Rhodes got a match in Japan? In New Japan? Did you
0: see who wrestling? I did not see that. Shibata. Oh. Does he want to fucking die? He will. Shibata scares me. Shibata's a pretty dangerous guy. I don't think Cody's ever really wrestled anyone like him.
1: No. I mean he's gonna get a real wake up call when he gets a PK to the fucking chest.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be good. I would watch that match. No, well, I would I, watch any Shibata match. And I'm
1: not saying I I am mostly joking. Like I'm actually really stoked to see that match. I think it'd be really good. But it's just of all of all the people that I could see him going and having like a match with in New Japan, like Shibata it was like surprising. Just like the style difference there. Yeah. Where Shibata's
0: basically just punches and kicks people he's gonna go for like a beautiful disaster kick and just get rocked in the chest
1: he'll probably headbutt him out of the air yeah knowing Shibata and like legit just Mm -hmm. just headbutt him as he comes flying in so yeah I just wanted to to bring that up real quick before we before we moved into the WWE stuff I didn't see that yeah I saw that on on Squared Circle and I I, like did like a triple take I was like I'm pretty sure Shibata
0: was on his list on his checklist yeah yeah
1: yeah, and uh, so I'm I'm stoked to see that. I don't remember when the match is. Gonna, it, I don't think it's at like Russell Kingdom or something. I think it's before. Have you Have you
0: heard the rumor about Cody? What about him? That he's not really released by WWE. Yeah, I've and heard this that. This is just to to build up his image to bring him back.
1: To yeah, be a
0: big time guy.
1: Yeah, there was the big rumor about it was. Because if you looked at the people he was working with A lot of the companies had Some degree of a relationship with And he wasn't working for like ROH or TNA or anything mm-hmm. like that And I don't It's kind of tinfoil hat to me But I wouldn't put it past WWE To like let him do some indie stuff And Yeah Because really okay He didn't want to be Stardust anymore So let's just say he stayed And they stopped the Stardust thing Like, do you think he's going to go back to being over? Like, they crushed him down so far in that gimmick that the only way that you could build Cody Rhodes back up is for him to leave for a while and come back. And then, because then you can, it makes sense. He can go and then come back and you can put him in a feud with somebody and kind of build him up. Mm -hmm. I've always really, really liked Cody Rhodes. He's a, um, I think he's a really fucking good promo and his wrestling skills are above average. So I would like him I think he's got a lot of unfinished business in WWE. Yeah,
0: he'll he'll be back for sure. Oh
1: yes, at, at
0: some yeah, point. Yeah, whether well, yeah whether this is like a whole big work or not, well, he'll he'll be back.
1: I'd say within two to three years. I'd say
0: yeah, two years.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Give him a year or so to kind of do his world tour and wrestle all the people on his list and mm-hmm. make a shit. I mean, I'm sure he's making a shit ton of money on oh, the Indies because yeah. yeah, really. I mean, not even that long ago he was. A top mid card guy in the company, mm-hmm. and they're always looking for ex WWE guys, especially ex WWE guys that can actually work and are somewhat young. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he'll be back. So, again, this week, as there seems to be every week, there was a fucking onslaught of wrestling because WWE is committed to giving us quantity over quality. That being said. There was a lot of good stuff this week. There was some kind of bad stuff, but there was a lot of good stuff this week. Uh, let's just do it chronology chronologically. Sorry, I can't talk. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, start with backlash. Backlash as a whole, I didn't mind it. It was it was okay. Uh, the production for it being a pay per view really felt like I was waiting for commercials to show up. Because it felt like I was just watching a SmackDown. Like, it didn't have that feel. And I, I think it probably has to do with the the lack of attendance um, in in the crowd. But I don't know. I, th- I felt like the blue lights kind of made it feel like you're watching a, a SmackDown show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was just like they switched. The matches th- to start it off were kind of boring. Uh, Becky Lynch won, which is great. But then again, I feel like... Who else would win?
1: I think they're trying to. We'll kind of get to this when we get to SmackDown, but I think they're trying to build up Alexa Bliss. I can see that, which is fine by me. Yeah, that's I think great. She's really, she's really good. She's really good.
0: I, I like. I like her a lot. She's really
1: good on the mic, and even though she's kind of small, she's super athletic. So yeah. I think they're gonna. I think she's gonna be like the first major feud for Becky, and that's that's fine. And um, I don't know if we should talk. Maybe we should just talk about SmackDown, just as a whole, like, backlash, because it's all kind of tied together. Okay. Um, and we'll start with the women's division, I guess. Um, they are doing a, like, when we looked at the draft, and you look on paper, the names they had, it's like, oh my fucking god, this division, compared to Raw's, sucks. Mm -hmm. But they've done a really good job of making everybody feel important, everybody getting into their roles, everybody having someone to feud with, um... I mean, there was a couple parts of that match where I was like, oh shit, is Naomi actually going to win this thing? Like, they did did a really good job of of making everybody seem like they're on the same level. Um, So yeah, I mean, other than Nikki and and Becky, there's a really big drop-off, at least from a star power standpoint. But SmackDown's just the superior show from a writing standpoint. So... Good on them. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually... Yeah, Becky needed to win. She needed to win. She's the biggest name. Well, not the biggest if you count Nikki, but she's the big, young name that Mm -hmm. you need to build. And she's... Really, every feud she's been in, she gets fucked over and loses. And you can only do that for so long before the fans kind of start to turn on it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, Congrats to her. I love the women's SmackDown belt. Yeah, I really like it a lot. Like, I almost wish that if they were doing this... Like... I love the normal World Heavyweight Championship. Like, I don't want that to go away, necessarily. But if they were doing the red and blue thing for the men's belt, like, that would be a really cool, like, men's belt. Mm -hmm. I think it looks better. I think both of the belts on SmackDown look better than the Raw belts. Oh, yeah. Like, the main championship looks way better than the Universal title. And the women's title looks better on
0: SmackDown than it does on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true, and the and the tag titles. Yeah, the blue and
1: the silver looks much better than like looks the pennies. Really mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, Heath Slater and Rhino are your yeah are your tag team champs. Uh, it says a lot about how well SmackDown's been written that fucking Heath Slater's one of the most over people on the roster yeah. over there. Um, really, the way they've been booking these matches is that you know Rhino does like. All the fucking work, and Heath Slater gets the credit for it, slash the love from the fans, and I'm fine with that. It, it's good for both guys. It fits what Rhino's role is. Mm-hmm. It's just this big, you know. They call him the Man Beast for a reason. This big motherfucker that spears people, and then Heath Slater's there to be Heath Slater.
0: Yeah, um, I was I was surprised they won. Honestly, like I I get it. Like the whole thing, and it it's been like a really long buildup for Heath Slater to finally get a job, but. I mean, with Rhino doing his political stuff outside of wrestling, um, it's just it was just interesting to me that he was able to, you know, I guess tie himself down to this. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he's got way more important things to deal with right now. I'm sure he
1: can though. I don't know what his schedule is, but I don't think he's working. Maybe he is. I don't know if he's working SmackDown house house shows or not. <laughs> I mean, you're a champion. Yeah, that, that's what. And that's why I stopped for a second and thought, well, maybe he is. Yeah. Um, But if you think about it, if he works, you know, four four nights and then a pay-per-view, like, he could campaign around that.
0: Right, and I was, honestly, I was expecting, uh, because the very next night they did the contract signing for Heath Slater to get a job, and I was expecting them to immediately drop the titles as soon as Ascension came out and challenged him. And I was like, oh, okay, Heath Slater's got his job, that's done and over with, now they can lose, and then Rhino will, like go off into the sunset and, and do what he's doing um, and give the Ascension a nice start nice. To a, a nice new beginning
1: nice little rub yeah yeah. Um, the Ascension have looked much they haven't won a lot but they've been treated as, as much more legit over on Smackdown like
0: we've seen Victor wrestle at house shows mm-hmm. and he's actually like Pretty good, right? Um, I've never seen Connor in person except for just what we watch on TV, but um, like Victor's pretty athletic. He's he's got a really good size. Um, I was I was an Ascension fan in NXT, and I was really bummed when they got shit on coming to Raw. So I'm I'm glad they're on SmackDown where they can actually like have the potential to do something because because Raw's tag team division is fucking atrocious.
1: And again, it goes back to SmackDown doing a really good job of making everybody look important. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the fucking teams. There's the hype bros of fucking. Ugh. Which, okay, of Zack Ryder and. And they make them look like a legit team that can win stuff. The Usos turned heel.
0: Which is great. We've said this before. If and, if you want them to be good, you have to turn them heel. And, and me. I who like it. Has been on record for, gosh,
1: how many shows is this? Is this
0: like. This is 19. Jesus
1: Christ. I know. Of eighteen of these Get shows hyped. I stay hype. I've talked shit about the Usos, how much I fucking hate them. But now like they made them interesting again as heels. And yes, like it, it gave them character. And all the stuff that I liked about them initially where I was like, Oh, those guys are good wrestlers. I really hope they move up the card. And then they moved up the card and turned into like boring I always called them Samoas Samoan mm-hmm. Cena's. They held the tag titles, never lost, or if they did lose it was via bullshit, didn't take clean pens, boring like a good moveset but really repetitive like you see it over and over and over all their matches were the same I was like oh my god I'm so fucking tired of the Usos and then you bring them over to Smackdown you turn them heel they're interesting again mm-hmm. good job Smackdown
0: um, change the music though yes music's too like fun and upbeat doesn't, for, their, for their heel attitudes doesn't fit you, you can give them you know a similar style but make it more dark yeah easily yeah uh, Breeze Dongo
1: yeah. lo- have looked good in the a- action that they've gotten in SmackDown. So, again, uh, right now, if I was not doing this show, I would probably watch bits of Raw. and But I would watch SmackDown every week. Mm-hmm. Like, from 7 to 9 all the way through. And I'd watch... And, and that would be my main wrestling show. Yeah, It's just a better... Even if the star power isn't there, it's better written. It's better... Put together and the storylines make more sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I like it a lot the direction for everyone except for Bray but the I, I like it the yeah. whole show um do you want
1: I'm afraid that if I talk about Bray too much that you'll like like demons will come out I can't anxiety. cry anymore um, Bray lost to Kane because Randy Orton couldn't wrestle because of a concussion um Man, come on. Like, you got this Bray Wyatt thing. He's so good. He's so good. And they're just wasting him. You know... In some sense, though, it's, it's like, okay, who do you put him with at this point? Because everybody's, like, occupied. Like, I think that. And then I think about it for a second. I'm like, wait, he's fucking Bray Wyatt, and he's great. Just stick him in with anybody, and it'll be fun, and it'll be good. Instead of, like, a meaningless... Match with I would have rather him not done anything at all. Just drop the match, drop Bray Wyatt's involvement on Backlash. Just drop him.
0: Period. No, that's that's doing that. No, it's like I he's he's a great promo. He's really fun to watch on the ring, and he he's pretty much undefeated on like Raw and SmackDown. But when it's like worth it. He shits the bed. Yeah, and and it and what makes it even more disgusting is the fact that for the longest time he would lose all these feuds, and he had three people watching his fucking back the whole time. So why is he still fucking losing all the time? And now like he's got Eric Rowan helping him out. Like, (laughs) who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? My only hope is that Luke Harper comes back soon and comes to SmackDown. But I want Luke Harper to do his own thing. Because Luke's great. And and I just don't want anyone to be in this black hole that Bray Wyatt is in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what really sucks about Bray is he does his character so well that it wouldn't work anywhere else. No. And, like, the only place that it could work is in TNA. But they have Matt Hardy right now. Broken Matt. And it, that's as close broken, to a, a, that's as closest as to Bray Wyatt Matt as you Hardy get.
1: at this point is like ten times what Bray Wyatt is.
0: Yeah, and you can't you can't like he can't go to Ring of Honor and do it because Ring of Honor doesn't have the production value to to like be intimidated by Bray Wyatt. You can't have him go to New Japan and do it because New Japan isn't that character oriented. Like he's he's stuck. He's in limbo. Like this is where he is, and he'll always be. He'll be one of the best jobbers of all time.
1: I think he's gonna get it. He'll be in the title picture very, very soon. Honestly,
0: you know what? And I think he'll probably win it. And he probably will. But this goes back to a conversation we've had before. I I feel like the split brands and the multiple titles just kind of devalues. A championship run.
1: Actually, I was thinking about this. I, I think the the only devalued title right now is. I still feel like the main belt still has a lot of prestige, as in the one that AJ just won. Which, yeah, this is a good transition. AJ beat Dean for the title in a really good match. Surprisingly, oh, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised. Well, because Dean's been kind of boring lately. With Dean's been kind of boring lately, but
0: Dean is. Um, He's full heel now. Yes. And we've we've said this before too. Stop teetering this tweener line and just let him be like asshole Dean. And it's great. He's a good heel. Dean is
1: um I actually I've always really liked Dean even though his moveset sucks and his ring stuff. His ring stuff's just so hit or miss. He either has really really good matches or really boring matches and there's really no in between. I mean if you look at his year in review, it's like Like, all like take his pay per view matches, they're all like, Oh wow, that was a really good match, or it was a fucking stinker. Mm -hmm. Like, with Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble, really, really good. Um, just gonna skip around the triple threat that he had with Brock and Roman was really, really good, but then the Brock match was trash. And then he had the Jericho feud, which you would think would be good because it's Chris Jericho, and it really Mm -hmm. wasn't. I mean, there was some good stuff there, but it was all promo stuff. Mm -hmm. The matches were boring, and then he had some good stuff with. Roman and Seth for a while, and you know that picked up, and then he had shit with Dolph, and now he's with AJ. But AJ Styles is the best fucking wrestler in the world, so I mean, you could put a cactus in the ring with AJ Styles and get a fucking four and a half star match out of it. That's true. Um, I really feel like that belt still has like I feel like AJ Styles is the champion, even though he's on the quote unquote B brand. I no, re-
0: and I, I agree, and I, I still feel like no, the, no. I, f- I still feel like the titles we saw two months ago are still the main titles. And that's why I feel like like Becky is a secondhand champ because if she were still combined with Raw, it would still be Charlotte Sasha. It would still be this like nonstop back and forth. and like she would still be out of the picture for at least another year. And then Kevin's the champion, which is great because I love KO, but it's like if the brands weren't split. And if Finn didn't get hurt, he wouldn't be in the picture. It'd still be this shield thing they'd be running with right now, you know. And all the way down to the tag team with with Rhino and Slater. If you think Rhino and Slater would be the champs over New Day right now, fuck no. No, I, I shouldn't be mad about it because I'm really I'm happy with everyone that is a champion right now, and it's it's really really this cool. Is, this is
1: probably my my top to bottom my favorite group of champions that the company's ever had. Like, oh, yeah, it's I mean, it's awesome. there's been times where I've obviously liked who the main champion is or IC or whatever, but just thinking like every belt and looking at the
0: names next to it, I'm like, oh, I'm fine with literally all of those. And then with the newest addition to, to Raw, because they're getting the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. division, um, there, there's just so many titles and there are so many people. I'm just afraid that you're going to start getting people... People are going to start getting opportunities that I don't think normally would have gotten or should have gotten compared to as like when it was one whole unit.
1: I'm going to wait to freak out about that simply because I don't think we're there yet. I look at everybody; I really feel like AJ should have won the title earlier. Yeah, Dean was a was a worthy champion. He was someone who shit when Roman was getting booed out of the fucking building between in WrestleMania season, he was almost single handedly keeping the company afloat by feuding with two people at once. I mean he was feuding with Triple H and Brock at the yeah. same fucking time through WrestleMania season. So when they gave him the belt, like ring work and stuff aside, I was like, dude fucking worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. He deserved it he deserved a run with it. And he had a good run. He really did. Um but and so everybody right now I think has deserved it. Like they're deserving. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see give it some time. I'd say there's actually one person who isn't deserving of their spot and we'll get to him. Okay. We'll get to him. Yes. Um, <laughs> AJ, I'm really happy that they pulled the trigger on him. I, I thought I, I knew he was going to win because you don't have him go over John Cena the way that he went over and then lose his next per view match to Dean Ambrose, no disrespect to Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. but John Cena is John Cena. Um, I don't even mind the way he won, which was a little dirty. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it because matches his character, not his current character. It matches his current character, and it's not like he spent the whole match getting his ass kicked. I mean, really, he he was in control for most of it. And he did a really good job playing it off. Like, he saw the ref was down, and he's like, oh shit, I got a shot, I'm gonna take it. And they kicked him in the nuts, and Styles clashed him. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was more like, it was more Ric Flairish heel, where Flair would have like a good match the whole time, and then... He would do a dirty trick but you still bought him as a champion yeah like rick flair's whole draw was like man like as a as a heel he's like man he's so good if only he wasn't such a dirty piece of shit mm-hmm. like if he would just fight with some like honor he would be such a cool guy yeah but instead he's like such a shithead and that's kind of what that f- felt like when aj won that way and i'm i said this earlier i mean i really think right now it, the three best in-ring wrestlers are in the world are okada kenny omega and aj styles i wouldn't disagree and really i would go a step further and say that like there's those guys and then like okay there's those three but of those three i think aj's on top mm-hmm. and then your next tier is okada and omega and then like right below that like right below that you've got like nakamura ko Sami Zayn. mm-hmm Good, pulling the trigger. Now, that being said, if you would have told me, even when he debuted at the Royal Rumble, that he was going to be world champion in eight months, I would have kicked you in the balls. Yeah. Um, like, fuck you. Like, I thought he was going to be a champ at some point, but I thought it was going to be run this time next year. Not now. So... But he's hot. So, he is. So it makes sense. It's the smart thing to do, but WWE has a way of... Like, someone gets hot, and then they have this weird, like, oh, they're hot, but they're not sure they're ready. And then they wait till they're on the downside of their hotness to put the belt on them. Or they put the belt on them when they're hot and find a way to, like, like make that run shit. Like, the ultimate example would be, like, CM Punk to 2011. You know, Mm -hmm. he's hot as hell. They put the belt on him in Money in the Bank 2011. They, you know, still hot, hot, hot. And then he drops the belt to Del Rio at SummerSlam 2011, and he's put in a weird feud with Triple H that he loses. And really the whole culmination of the Summer of Punk was a Kevin Nash-Triple H ladder match. (laughs) It was. (laughs) That's true. If you look at the way the Uh storyline went, that was how it culminated. That was true. he eventually won the title at Survivor Series against Del Rio and held it for 434 days. And he was still like super, super hot. But I, I think he was so close to going like nuclear breaking into the mainstream bringing wrestling up and they cooled it off you know you you got to strike when the iron's hot mm-hmm. um Cena's back
0: yeah Continuing so we're, we're
1: we're getting a triple threat uh which fuck yeah <laughs> Cena Ambrose it's going to be a great great I, match I it really will be I a good
0: match i don't see how you put those guys i a i i peg cena as the winner Over Dean. Um, that way Cena gets his title. Yo, Cena's very cryptic. I think he gets he doesn't get enough credit for it, but he posts a lot of stuff on his Instagram that really leads me to believe he's gonna win it. He keeps posting all these Ric Flair pictures, Mm -hmm. like to be the man you have to beat the man. Mm -hmm. And that's all he has to do. One more. Um, and he's tied. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he keeps posting those. Back when Triple H won his title, the day before he posted... or And that would, this wasn't even, like, Triple H was in the Royal Rumble. Nobody knew he was in the Royal Rumble. He posted a picture on Instagram, like, two days before Royal Rumble, of a crown with, like, the number 14. Mm-hmm. Like, Triple H is, like... 14th title right you know like he gives that stuff away and now he's been tweeting a lot of or instagramming a lot of like pill head pictures yeah which because there's the rumors that more people are going to be suspended soon from from you know drug drug use and steroids and stuff so i really feel like he drops a lot of hints And uh, I mean I wouldn't be bothered by it I don't want him to pin AJ I
1: think he'll get his 16 I just don't see them giving it to him at no mercy Like I just feel like John Cena tying Ric Flair's record Like you do that shit at SummerSlam But it's a tie, it's not the break Even the tie though Like you do that shit at Now granted, WWE It's a little wrestling history there WWE says they they give Ric Flair credit for 16, but really Flair probably won closer to 30 world titles in his yeah, fucking career. If you count like every yeah. organization, yeah. so bleh. so it's
0: like WCW, WWE, NWA, yeah, that's what they're counting. Yeah, but
1: he he won tons in the territory and like um like he would win titles. He would win a title and it like he would come in because he was a huge star. He'd win the title in the territory, and then he would drop the belt to whoever that territory is, like, who they wanted to build. And then he'd move on to the next territory. And he would just, like, do that to try to, like, mm-hmm. build people up territory to territory. So... Kind of like the anti-Hogan. The anti-Hogan, yeah. I mean, yeah, Flair had a ton of of title reigns, but if you really think about them, like, all of them, for the most part, went to the service of, like, building another wrestler mm-hmm. at some point. Whether that wrestler deserved to be built was, you know, it was a totally other thing, but... Um, so yeah I don't know I I think AJ will hang on to it I think he'll beat Ambrose um, he'll pin Ambrose Ambrose is going to take the pin it's going to be Cena or AJ and Ambrose is there to take the pin because there's also the there's the, there's the double thing because he was posting like to be the man you got to beat the man or at least tie the man mm-hmm. and that could be a reference to like their feud because they had you know AJ won and then they had that tag team match that Cena won and then AJ won and so I thought right. that there was something cryptic there like a double meaning with the Ric Flair thing and also yeah. the AJ thing and then AJ saying that he's the the man now he's the face that runs the place mm-hmm. um, so we'll see I, regardless though that match is going to be great and how you know, even John Cena winning it I'm actually fully on board the John Cena train at this point I'm a big fan of his all of a sudden
0: yeah you know I, I honestly I've, I felt like I became a John Cena fan Within the last year or two, yeah, um, yeah, we give him a lot of shit. Everyone does, but I, he's good. He he's, really is good. He's
1: good. He's good on the mic. He understands his character. He's like a like. I learned more about John Cena as a person over the last like year or two, and he's just super smart and articulate and funny. Like, has a really weird nerdy sense of humor. Yeah, and I'm like. Man, I would like actually like to meet and hang out with John Cena. Like I'm sure he'd be like an interesting dude to hang out with. So and like you can't talk shit about his ring work anymore. No. I mean in the last year, I can't think of a match that he's been in that's been like bad. Unless the opponent was like trash. Like yeah, like Big Show or something. But like that whole run of like when he was doing the open challenge and like every week on Raw, like him yeah. and Cesaro, fucking awesome match. Him and Sami Zayn, fucking awesome match. Had a series of Bitching matches with Kevin Owens, like whoever him and Rusev had great matches together. Mm-hmm. Just whoever you put him in the ring with. I mean, him and AJ had holy shit, yeah. an incredible match at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So I'm on board with John Cena at this point. My only, the real thing I want to see John Cena do now is I, I actually just fantasy book like who I want him to wrestle. Like I want to see him and Nakamura wrestle like so bad that I can
0: taste it. Yeah, that would be good. I would. I would. Uh, I would or get him and that like show. Samoa Joe oh that'd be really good it'd there's be like bu- reminiscent of like the kurt angle samoa
1: joe tna run who else that he hasn't really wrestled or there's several guys like in nxt and or that he really hasn't had much like a touch with that mm-hmm. i think he'd be it'd be really really fun Bobby to watch rude. muscle bobby rude um finn balor that could be good healthy finn balor i think he'd be really good really quick um, i guess we talked to shit about his drop kick spam i guess the reason he drops he spammed so many drop kicks in that match was in the SummerSlam match i know this is going like way back and i'm sure listeners just got like fucking whiplash but i don't <laughs> give a shit is um, that was like the only move that he could do after he fucked his shoulder
0: so that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so it, that's why he did so it makes many of sense them. but i mean We've felt like that before that match too. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I understand it. Him and
1: him and Finn, I think, would be really really cool. Um, yeah, Cena and Taker, I think, is like the big like match that's never happened that I would oh, love. Cena
0: to. Tana, uh, who would win? I don't know, but the place would explode.
1: Tana would do. Like he kick out of like twelve high five flows and
0: yeah, and then he like goes for the standing high five flow, gets caught, rolled over into the attitude adjustment, and but then the, kick out of that. the attitude adjustment gets reversed into a sling blade. I would watch that match ten times a day. And then there'd be like an Okada run in, and Okada would rainmaker the
1: shit out of Cena, and he'd still kick out, and they would just kick out forever. And I, I yeah, I would, that match would be fucking I would watch cool. it. Yeah, let's but then again, it. I'd let's walk, book that. I'd watch Tana wrestle pretty much anybody. I mean, That's... Yeah. Even James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. <laughs> this is a good... This is a really good transition. Um, so, SmackDown established that there's going to be a triple threat. Because Cena's back. So, in the main event, there's going to be a tag team match. And Daniel Bryan, who's kind of in this middle of this being like a... Flirting with being a shitty authority figure. The way he's like treating people. Like the way he's been treating Miz. And, um even though Mez is a heel and like now he's like, Oh, AJ, here's your partner. And it was fucking James Ellsworth <laughs> for a, for a tag team match. Um, I love James Ellsworth being a thing. I think if he shows up like every week, it would get old, yeah. but if they just contacted him to like every like month or two months, like a random James Ellsworth sighting, like I would be super
0: stoked. Mm-hmm. Let's get that man some ring music. Yeah. Let's get him a theme song. Let's get him a... Get the CFOs on that shit. They write good themes. Oh, yeah. James Ellsworth will have the best theme music. Yeah. I'll spit on Nakamura's theme song. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: I feel like we're a little over the place there, but I think we covered all the major SmackDown-related stuff. I was going to do it chronologically, but I was like, well, we're talking about Backlash, so let's just just throw it all together. Um, Before we move on to Raw... It's the superior show of the two in almost every single way. Like, this week on on SmackDown was very, very story and promo heavy, but Backlash was so wrestling heavy because it's a pay-per-view. Like, it felt like an older... Like, it used to be. Like, you'd watch Raw and there'd be two hours and you'd only get a little bit of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And some people complain about that, but, like, I'm a a big fan of using the shows to build stories and then you have your big, cool, awesome matches at Mm pay-per-views instead of giving away for free on TV... Big, cool pay-per-view
0: matches like what happened on Raw. Yes, we had the uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens Redman in the main Reigns. event. Redman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Uh, if Roman won, then it would be a triple threat match at the night of champ- what is it? Clash of Champions. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's- night, not Night of Champions. Clash um, of Champions. It wasn't the WCW. I think they so, used to yeah. do that. Uh, clash champions between Seth and, and Kevin, um, with the stipulation that if Seth interfered in the match in any way, then Roman would automatically get that spot. Um, that it kind of touches on stuff we talked about before. Yep, you know we had. Um, the whole stipulation like, oh, you can't touch this person in this match or something's gonna happen. And then on SmackDown we saw Dean and Cena get partnered in a tag team when they don't like each other. Right. So, you know, they're they're starting to like go back to those things that like made wrestling really fun to watch and mm-hmm. made those stories and the characters build a little more. Um, but surprisingly enough, like Seth just comes running out in the middle of that match. It was a good match, too. Oh, it it was a really fucking because good match. Because Roman doesn't put on bad matches. No, I Roman's think,
1: good. I think for the most part, unless you're, like, an idiot at this point, and like, I think even the internet is coming around to the fact that Roman Reigns is really fucking good on the mm-hmm. ring. Like, I don't think we need to spend really much more time trying to defend our position on this. Yeah. Watch that match. KO, Kevin Owens is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, Whatever. But Roman held his own. He's always adding, adding new wrinkles to his move moveset. Um, he's getting much... He always used to look so like, okay, I've got to do this move, and now I'm going to set up to do my Superman punch spot, and now i got to set up to... It was very like... It felt more they're choreographed, like yeah. instead of called in the ring. And a lot of the matches now are pretty heavy, heavily choreographed, but it feels smoother. It feels more natural. It feels like he's reacting to things as if it was an actual... Fight, um, that match was f- really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sad. I'm almost sad that it was given away. Like that's a that would be a really sweet main oh, event yeah. for pay per view. Definitely. Like everything that went around it too, like the stuff, Seth Rollins stuff, and
0: all that. Like, so now we're getting a, a triple threat match for the Universal Championship because Seth came out and attacked mm-hmm. uh, Kevin. Um, Mick Foley, you know, comes out, says he's gonna deal with Seth, but he made the match continue, and the match went on. Um, good match, really fun to watch. It made me hope that like Kevin wins, and then we can see like a Roman Kevin feud, because I would totally watch that. But Rusev comes out and attacks Roman,
1: which was good. I said that I was I thought they'd moved. On from that completely yeah. and again that gets into the stuff we talked about earlier instead of like keeping all these feuds and all these people in silos like mm-hmm. what they would do before it's like okay Roman's here and Rusev's down here and now you're not going to talk to each other anymore mm-hmm. so you kind of get into there.
0: I was I was really surprised when Rusev came out. Me
1: too I was like oh oh shit what's, what's Rusev? I mean yeah they had beef but I thought if that was going to happen that that was going to happen at the match to dictate who the universal champion was, yeah. Because when Triple H showed up, you know the crowd popped. At first, I was like, "Oh shit, Rusev's coming to fuck up."
0: Can I just say this is bothering me? That Triple H thing. It's like he showed up, no, got Kevin the win, uh-uh. but then you just haven't seen him at all.
1: No, Hunter can do as he pleases.
0: No, that's true. I mean, he's a try guy. He can do whatever he wants. But I would like, I would like an explanation for his actions. We'll get one.
1: On Triple H's time. That's
0: true. He's too busy. It's, it's all about the game high NXT and, how you play it.
1: and cruiserweight classics, and just being being Triple H. He is Triple H. Becoming f- of all the. Be- <laughs> if you would have told me um, five years ago, it's like in the future, in the year two thousand. <laughs> every Smarks favorite person in the WWE organization. Will be Hunter Hearst Helmsley. If, I would have punched you in the fucking
0: face. If you would have told me 16 years ago that in 2016 Triple H will be in charge of a cruiserweight championship classic tournament. Yep. I would spit in your face. That he was running face.
1: a com- That he was running a company that has brought in names such as Kevin Steen and Shinsuke Nakamura and fucking El Generico and. Prince Devitt,
0: <laughs> and then a tournament, <laughs> and he recruited them, <laughs> which brought in people like Kota Ibushi, Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, um, good job. Yeah, you're doing great. So, yeah, he, at, at this point,
1: I agree. I kind of, I was really stoked to see Raw the next week because I'm like, oh my god,
0: I was doing? expecting
1: to see him, and yeah, nowhere. Well, again, he's he's busy. He's he's a, he's a busy man. He's got he's all a lot busy to do. Guy.
0: He's a jet flying, limousine riding, kiss stealing. Wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. Um, uh,
1: the rest of Raw, like, sucked really hard. I know. Uh, it was really hard for... Like, I recorded it, and I actually I watched Raw and SmackDown pretty much the same night. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't watch it on Monday. And um, it goes faster when you go through commercials, but I was skipping through other sections, too. I was skipping through parts of matches, and, like, I just... I was
0: having none of it. I was really, really burnt out on Raw. Yeah. Um, Honestly, new- all you really need to watch is the last hour. Just watch the main you'll, event. You'll stuff. get the main event, and then you'll get a full recap of what happened earlier in the night in the last hour. Yep. And everyone's like, well,
1: football was a compete. I wasn't watching football. No, I, just- I
0: wasn't watching football. And Tuesday,
1: I, was- I watched SmackDown live. Ha! And then went through my recordings, and I heard the Kevin Owens... Uh, Roman reigns match was really really good and so I actually went forward and watched that and I was like well I better you know we record a podcast about wrestling I better watch the rest of the wrestling and it was it was a struggle.
0: yeah hey Bo Dallas is trying
1: to be big yeah hey um, oh oh shit I had something that I that, since we didn't do a show last week that there's something I needed to bitch about Ooh, I'm and excited. that's that, that fucking Sasha banks promo from two weeks ago okay. Let's hear um, it. Ah, oh, fucking shit. Sasha was... I, I love Sasha Banks, but so many of her flaws were hidden by the glory of NXT, and now they're just on full display. Her mic work? Ugh, not good, especially as a face. And wrestling, I, I think she's trying to kill herself.
0: Yeah. I think she's suicidal. She's a risk taker. She's a suicide diver.
1: Oh. We don't need to get into suicide dives because that'll start like a 15 minute conversation (laughs) about suicide dives. But she does this speech about, you know, the women's division and that basically, you know, oh, we don't do bra and panties matches anymore. And because of Stephanie McMahon bringing in the women's revolution, you know, like wrestling's great now. And all that stuff that happened was trash. Mm -hmm. And all I could think of was like, okay, so your speech is about female empowerment, but you're doing that by taking the work of a whole generation of female wrestlers and saying that it was worthless, are you saying that like Beth Phoenix wasn't a legitimate wrestler?
0: Or Beth or Phoenix was? She wasn't a part of that
1: bullshit. Or even like even you can't blame the performers necessarily with what they got stuck with. Like that's true. Like the Eve is yeah. of the world, and like. It, It's disrespectful to them, too. They were there. They were part of the product. It wasn't their fault, necessarily, that they were... You know, if you're someone... If you're a model, and you're approached by WWE, and like, hey, we're gonna pay you a lot of money to be, like, sort of a wrestler, but you're mostly eye candy. Like... People would take that, you know? So you can't blame them for doing it, and you can't blame the... If the company was smart, they're like, okay, we're bringing this person in, and we know they're mostly eye candy, or that they're not good in the ring. Like, let's work around that. China was fucking terrible in the ring. Let's... Come on. She was fucking terrible in the ring, but they made her into a giant fucking star. Like... So it's, it's just... She didn't... I don't blame Sasha for that, necessarily. I mean, the delivery on it was really bad, but that's a whole other story. But, like, whoever wrote that, which
0: was probably Stephanie herself, fuck you. Y'all a bunch of puppets. Yeah. It was a uh, fake even, Mark Henry.
1: Even, like, one of the people that's currently on your... Ro- like, you've got people on your roster right now that were part of that, and you're saying, like... Like, the really not many, but the Bellas and Natalia. Are you mm-hmm. saying that they're worthless? Yeah. Are you saying that, like, Gail Kim was worthless or Michelle McCool or like I mean yeah sure but <laughs> but it's just it's like again you're trying to do female empower like they just have no fucking concept of how to do it it's fucking disgusting and when I hear them say like oh we're gonna we're gonna bring in LGBTQ like we're gonna better represent them like you're doing everything in your power to take a like you're known the wrestler on the roster that is known to be gay, Darren Young, and doing everything to convince people like that he isn't gay.
0: But then again, I don't want him to like be a gay character but because I, then then they're like I feel like they're taking advantage of his. I, I think the thing you do with
1: here's what you do with him. You're like here's Darren Young. He's a good wrestler and he's also gay, and that's it. You oh, don't make BTW,
0: it of... he's gay, and like that's it. You just like if you were on SmackDown, that would be his like entrance most. Thing. Like in the corner, tag team champions with Titus O'Neil, also gay. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) like what? Like you don't have to make. If you think of like good gay characters in television, film, video games, you know, whatever. Why dwell on it? Like usually like yes they're gay and that's part of their like identity and who they are but it's mm-hmm. not what makes them interesting characters. Like you don't have to dwell on it. You're just like, "Oh, he's a he's a good wrestler and he also happens to be gay." Yeah. Like I think what they're going to do is they're going to try to take someone, they're going to
0: They're going to take a non-gay person and and, and make him gay and yeah. it's going to be like Orlando really It's going to be like Orlando
1: Jordan in TNA. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Uh
0: I've I'm very familiar with it, but just like uh, a lot of the world I didn't watch tna back then um but i i know of it yes um for those that
1: may not know there was it was a few they made orlando uh, he was he's legitimately bisexual right and they're like okay so we're gonna make a bisexual character which in and of itself sure mm-hmm. let's see what they got well he would come out with um like like baby oil and stuff like or like white oil so it looked like Come basically and he would put it all over his chest and like rub it in his chest and stuff and be like seriously i'm not making this up and i'm like oh my fucking god tna this is why you suck even though matt hardy's doing everything in his power to drag you out of the abyss that kind of shit's what put you there and abyss himself because he also sucks that's true yeah (laughs)
0: um yeah it would be really offensive if they if they made a gay character and it wasn't Darren Young but yeah but I don't want Darren Young to play a gay character so it's it's weird yeah
1: they're kind of like they're kind of a no-win wrestling as a form wrestling falls apart immediately on close inspection because most of the time when it's like you have two guys and they're fighting that for the most part they could not be fighting if they just sat down and had a reasonable conversation Mm -hmm. so wrestling doesn't do subtlety even at its best doesn't do subtly like well at all and for them to try to like I mean and obviously with like the women's revolution thing they're just I, I think they're the, the performers are all great but yeah. as far as like their packaging of it and how they're like the story they're trying to tell it's basically like chi- who's trying Lita and Tristratus were really great and then there was this dark ages like there was just you know Hookers everywhere, basically, yeah. <laughs> and then and then now we've got thanks to Stephanie and NXT, we've got Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and yeah, and Bailey and the other ones. And that's the other thing They're like they're like so in love with like the four horsewomen who are all great, sure, but you know, and also these other girls. It's yeah, it's not, it's not done very well. Yeah. No. so that's my rant. I like it. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, I just I was gonna do it last week, but we we couldn't do a show, and um, it was it was sitting in my brain, so I had to get it out. Yeah, because otherwise it's already too late. But it's fine. I gotta talk about it. So I, I think I am done with Raw. I think I am done with Raw. Talking about Raw, yeah. Just
0: watch the last hour. Yep. Just watch that. If you haven't watched, I it, would say um, watch the last hour and the cruiserweight stuff that's coming up. But I have a strange feeling they'll find a way to fuck that up too.
1: That's a good transition. Let's talk about the Cruiserweight Thanks. Classic. Someone fired
0: Um I want to
1: start very upfront with the Cruiserweight Classic. The it this final that ran yesterday was a fucking good wrestling show.
0: Yeah, it was really it's good. It's
1: one of the best that they've done of the year. I'd say WWE the only show that, the shows that they've had um that were better at this point was um well, what, what was the one right after WrestleMania? Was that Payback? payback that was really good and then nxt takeover dallas mm-hmm. i think those are probably the other two and this is right up there so i'm about to be very critical of it but i want people to know that i the matches were, i really enjoyed it i enjoyed the, the three main matches i actually really enjoyed the tag team match that they basically used to get the performance as, as a rest break for the performers yep. mostly because i'm i love gargano and, and those are
0: four new raw competitors yep
1: and so you get to see those guys more. Um, I love Gargano and Ciampa, and I'm happy they won. Mm-hmm. And I'm always happy to see Cedric Alexander.
0: Although Cedric totally beat Ciampa with that brain buster. Yeah. He totally took that three count.
1: Bacha <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: But yeah, we, we had our, our first ever cruiserweight classic Champion. So your final... Yeah. So your final... Let's just go
1: back. Okay. So your final four. Um, the it, the first match was between... Um, Zack Sabre. Zack Sabre. And Grand Metal League. Yes. This one went about as I expected. Here's a little background. Of the four guys that are in it, two of them are signed to WWE to be on the Raw Cruiserweight show. Two of them are not. So looking at that, it... And especially since they announced that this was going to be the championship, I was like, okay, so it's going to be TJ Perkins or it's going to be Grand Metalik And Grand Metalik makes sense because he's good mm-hmm. and he's a mass wrestler. And they've had they've tried to do a bunch of those recently, and they've really all flopped since Rey Mysterio. Um, and I was like, okay, so what they're going to do is Coda's going to win. Coda's going to go to the final. He's going to wrestle Grand, and Grand's going to win. That's that's fine. Um, this went about as as I said and. I think I have to admit something openly and I think Alex feels the same way I, I'm not really into Zack Sabre Jr.
0: No I'm not we, we talked about this during the show um, he's good they, at what he does but I don't like what he does yeah they focus so much on him being this master of escapology and all that shit and it's just like just fucking wrestle like mm-hmm. I don't I don't care about how he can twist your wrist around like I, I'm watching a cruiserweight tournament because I want to watch cruiserweights wrestle mm-hmm. um, it, it's just his matches are s- so like slow and methodical like I get it because that's his, his character but and, like
1: and, and it's it's technical in all the wrong ways like like oh he's he's super technical and he's super technically sound and, and he is he's, mm-hmm. again he's very good at what he does I do think his transitions are weird like he doesn't have that like snap that like Kurt Angle would like when Kurt Angle would go from like you know, to a takedown into a hold or into something it was fast mm-hmm. and it felt real Like because he had an amateur wrestling actually you know he was a fucking Olympian that he won yeah. with a broken, freaking, broken neck. freaking neck Um, and then another good example of good technical wrestlers you know Chris Benoit mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan yeah, yeah they were they were technical but they also had moves that were harder hitting and you know D- Daniel had some high flying stuff and both of them did suicide dives and um, big strikes and so it kind of kept it, you You had the technical stuff and you had this whole thing established that they're like killers with their tap you know that they can make anybody tap out um, god I just said killers in respect to Crispin oh Chris Jesus <laughs> Jesus I'm not editing it it's fine oh, That's um, fine uh, he, he was killing mean, yeah you're not um, a liar so there's all that Stuff and and that works. Like I I really like super technical wrestlers, mm-hmm. um, but his whole thing is he's like a super technical wrestler, and that's all you see. You don't see any other aspect of his wrestling. Yeah, um, I've seen other good matches from him. I think a lot of it was. I wouldn't be surprised if like the agent in the back told him like this is how you need to wrestle on this show to make yourself stand out, and it just
0: didn't really work. I mean, I could also or, see it along the lines of well, you're not winning it, mm-hmm. so don't do too much
1: right so grand wins i love i love grand at mm-hmm. i love him i think he's fantastic i didn't know shit about him before the cruiserweight tournament and now i'm like all about him um love his finisher mm-hmm. love his finisher so great match i mean even with my issues with zach saber jr i was still entertained i was like that was a really good match we move on So, next we have TJ Perkins versus Kota Ibushi. And this is where I start to have problems. TJ won. The entire tournament, Kota Ibushi was booked like a fucking monster. Like, you know, he is the, you know, they would always say he's the guy who he's going to win. He's the best cruiserweight in the world. And then the matches he would have, like, it, it just felt like everybody that he was wrestling was trying to, like, get up to his level. And, He'd kick out of all their shit and then powerbomb them and win. Mm-hmm. So, they made him seem like inevitable. So, not only do they have him lose the match, but he loses via tap out of all manners of losing. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that was weird. Even though, again, the match itself was really, really entertaining. And it just felt really weird that your final... Like, sure, you have a WWE guy, but like if he's like the best and you really want to put over the winner of the tournament... You you have him in Grand Russell, and you put gran over big time by saying like, "Wow, you know, he was the underdog, and he beat mm-hmm. arguably the best cruiserweight in the world." You know, that's not what happened. Um, I think they had I th- just if you watch the old episodes, like I think they had full intention of him winning the thing because I think they thought he was signing, and he decided not to sign, and I think they out of WWE. Pettiness, and this is all just guesses. This is I'm not reading this anywhere. Mm-hmm. Is they were like, oh, you're not not only are you not going to win, but you're not even going to get to the final, and you're going to tap out.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. That that was my first thought. Yeah. because um, I, w- I was talking about it before the match, and I had given my predictions, and I said I thought Gran was going to win it all. Um, I did too, because again, there was
1: two guys that were signed into that were not and they
0: were yeah, the and that's exactly what I said. I was like, look, Zach and Zach and Coda didn't sign. They're not going to be like, all right, Zach, you're going to win it, and then I want you to take this trophy and then fuck off. Yeah. And then go to you know Japan with this trophy. Go everywhere, but come back to us. Right. No, that that's not going to happen. Was- Especially with the addition of because they right before the the final match started, Triple H came out and he introduced the tr- not only the trophy but. The, the brand new cruiserweight championship. Yeah. And he said the winner of the match, not only will you be the first ever the chan- the first ever tournament winner, but you'll also be the first cruiserweight champion and you'll represent it Monday night on Raw. Um so that right there was like a, oh there was no fucking way mm-hmm. Zach or Coda were gonna win. Because they, they're not signed. You keep every week they keep saying like they keep introducing four people. Oh, these four people from the Cruiserweight Classic will be on Raw's Cruiserweight Division. You you didn't see Zach, you didn't see Coda. Mm-hmm. And that right there was a sign I mean, that neither of those guys were right. gonna win. And
1: we saw Cedric and we saw Noam Dar and um and Gargano and Ciampa and mm-hmm. you know all those awesome dudes. Um I just thought it I just thought it was weird. And uh, so then we had our, our tag match, which I won't get into too much. We already kind of talked about it, but it was also it was really fun. Uh, it was a good way to like keep the crowd, like to bring the crowd down a little bit, but not to kill them. It was like the perfect kind of match for that. So then you have T.J. Perkins and Grand Metal League, and I was like, "Oh, Grand's going to win because he he checks all the box, boxes." And I was like, I'm really TJ Perkins got here. But if you look at like the cruiserweight division, like both who they're bringing in and also just the 32 that they brought in for this mm-hmm. tournament. I was like, he's probably in the middle of the pack as far as talent goes. Um, he's a good, re- he's a very good wrestler. Um, but as someone that, you know, could go out and cut good promos and do all that other stuff. Like I didn't really like, what's his character? Like what is, what is TJ Perkins? Right. Like, like, champa for instance you know the sicilian psychopath you know he's a crazy he's a smaller dude but he's crazy and he'll beat the shit out of you mm-hmm. like, there, there's a character like right there like you kind of know who he is and and cedric has a character kind of a super super athletic dude but everyone told him he couldn't do it and that he was you know there you go basic mm-hmm. but you got something i don't really got that for tj perkins he's a, he
0: dances yeah and he lived
1: in his car. And and grand, you've got you know the, you got you got the look like right off the bat. He's he's striking like in that way, and he's got a like, cool like yeah. When at, I
0: think of like a cruiserweight wrestler, I think like, of, like, like psych- the first thing I think of. Yeah, I think of like
1: psychosis, psychosis, or, Juventude. I mean, I'm sitting here wearing a fucking and <laughs> <Jushin> Lager shirt, <laughs> Juichen Lager shirt. You know, and like so, like that's the kind of thing I think about, and I think it would be a really cool throwback to like. If that's what you're trying to do as a throwback to like those WCW cruiserweights, it's like, mm-hmm. a good place to start. Um, TJ Wan, again, the match was really, really good. But I just think he's the raw... If you want the division to start off on a strong foot and you're trying to get someone over, Like I don't think he's your guy.
0: And, you know, I was talking with our buddy Brett, who's a really big TJ Perkins fan. Um, he, he's been you know, driving that bandwagon for shit, five plus years. God, since he was dressing up as suicide in TNA. Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, for, for quite some time. And I was messaging him and I was like, you know, it's really cool that he won. I just have a hard time believing it with a knee bar. You know, like, you know, they're they're really making it something. You know, he beat Gargano with it. Uh he beat Coda with it. Then he beats Grand with it,
1: maybe Coda with like the knee bar and then like the and then, yeah,
0: but yeah, but still, like they're they're making him like this submission guy. But we've seen the guy wrestle before; mm-hmm. he's got other stuff, and I feel like it wasn't highlighted enough in in that. Right? Um, maybe you know, I, I want to see him use like a like a strike finish or something like that. Like I don't know; it was just I think seeing him tap Coda was just too unbelievable for me. Yeah, I and that kind of ruined his win over Grand because I was still like kind of stumped like how the fuck does this guy tap Koda Ibushi?
1: Especially since if you look at like all the matches like literally all the matches that Koda had. Like, like they would throw everything at him and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm fine." And then he and then he'd kick him really hard in the head and then power bomb him and went. Yeah, <laughs> I guess
0: like not only not only that, but like you look at like his other matches in like Japan. Mm-hmm. Like where he's getting like straight up kicked in the face and like the way he sells like Shinsuke's Bauma mm-hmm. like he takes everything and kicks out of it. Yeah. But he taps out to a knee bar. Right. Like this guy is like indestructible to the point where like the only way you can beat him is like by literally like destroying his brain.
1: Yeah.
0: But he taps out to a knee bar.
1: I mean, yeah, him and him and Kenny Omega had these like crazy fucking matches because they were, you know, they were friends in New Japan and then they became rivals. And like, you'd like Kenny would do shit, like he'd do a Kreutz Wrath off the top rope and just throw him on his fucking head and go for the pen. And would be like, oh, good at like two, like right on the dot, two, like not even two and three quarters. Like, um, it was just weird. I just didn't, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. And. Um, it really took away from what was overall. The cruiserweight classic
0: was fucking awesome. It was good. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the next one.
1: Yeah, let's just do a quick wrap wrap up. Um, cruiserweight classic. What did you like? Like, what were your favorite
0: matches? Um, um I really liked the um, Brian Kendrick Kota Ibushi match. My favorite match of the tournament it was by really far. good. Um, I mean, other other than the the tap out when the the TJ Perkins Coda match was really good. Yep. Um, and that's what I said. Like before I went on, I was like that. It was a good wrestling
1: show, and I really enjoyed myself. I just thought the results were weird. Mm-hmm. The matches were all very, very good. Um. What else? Like, um, do you have any others? Sorry, I kind of cut you off there. No. Okay, um, I would say because I want to ramble about how great it was for a little bit because I didn't at the time it was new uh, I missed a couple weeks of the Cruiserweight Classic so I, had to get, I got kind of caught up the last three weeks before I watched the final mm-hmm. or four weeks so I hadn't seen the Kendrick Ibushi match up until you know, four or five days ago um, and whew, holy shit like that's a good wrestling match if you want to like have a master class of how to tell like an underdog versus big, powerful, strong dude story and like having the smaller guy be like super desperate and doing anything it took to win, like that's your match. Like, uh, doing, you know, he was trying to win however he could. Like he, he stuck Coda's boot in the guardrail so that he could try to get like a count out victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the match started, he rolls to the outside to try to get him to come to the outside so that he can like kind of, mess it up and make it like less of like a straight up fight um he hits kota ibushi with a fucking burning hammer a oh, beautiful burning hammer <laughs> it looked like it broke his fucking neck and kota ibushi does yeah he kicked out because mm-hmm. of course he did and actually he did a really good job at it, like a it was like a 2.89 like it's like a perfect new japan kick out yeah for that one um just And, you know, there's other matches that may have been, like, technically better, had cooler moves or whatever. But from, like, a storyline standpoint and, like, being invested in both the guys. Like, Ibushi was obviously, like, the guy who you expected to win, but he didn't come off as, like, a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't... Ups- it was more like you felt bad for Kendrick, not pissed at Kota. Like, it was a really good balance that they did there. Yeah. Um. That was my favorite match of the tournament. I also... As I said earlier, I'm a, I, I didn't know Jack about Grand Metal League and now I'm like super into him. And his match that he had with uh, Tajiri. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Tajiri. And I've always loved Tajiri so it was good to see him. Like That was the match that I saw him where I was like sold on him. I knew he was going to win but obviously I was kind of hoping Tajiri would win because I'm, yeah. I'm a fan. But that was the match where I was really sold on him and really excited to see what he was going to do going forward.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, most of these guys on Raw. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd really hope to see them eventually branch out outside of the Cruiserweight division because um, you, you have some potential to have, to have some guys be potential big stars.
1: I'm a big Noam Dar guy. Yeah, he's he he's, was really fun. You know,
0: I've, I've heard the name, but I really didn't know much about him before the tournament, He's he was really fun to watch. I
1: think he's a bit green. He needs to work on some of his television presence kind of stuff but he's super young and we've talked about this before that the WWE's been picking up too many like early 30-year-old indie guys that have already had 10 years on there you know you got to mm-hmm. get some younger dudes and so i'm i'm i would much rather take someone like him who obviously has talent and just needs a little time in the right situation to kind of work that out than to you know again bring in a bunch of 35-year-old Indy guys that may or may not be here in three years just yeah. because their bodies give out on them. Um, yeah, I mean, even with the weird results and the TJ Perkins thing. And then again, I want to be... I don't hate TJ Perkins. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very good wrestler. I just think... I look at the entire field of the Cruiserweight guys and I could make a case for them being the first winner over him. Yeah. So... Um. But I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I think that's all I got for this week. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, a lot of wrestling again. Um, next week should be a little lighter. No cruiserweight classic. No.
0: Yeah. No uh, pay per so views. Yeah. For a week. Yeah, and then we've got another like. We still have we still have two more shows. hmm And this this is kind of like our. Uh, This is our slow week. Because we just have Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Whereas next week, or the week after we have... We have five hours wrestling
1: instead (laughs) of like nine.
0: Yeah. Until next week. Yeah.
1: Um, And I'm actually, even though I've talked a bunch of shit, I'm I'm kind of excited to see how Clash of Champions comes. I think it's going to be really fun.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see the presentation of that show, too. To yeah. see if they make it look like a Raw or if they actually make it look like a pay-per-view. Yeah. It just felt like a network special the last time. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, Fuck, I hope the New Day loses.
1: Me, we barely talked about it, but the club New Day feud has just been utter and complete death, and it needs to end. Yeah. I mean, I want New Day to, to lose the belts, but regardless, even if they somehow hold on to them, like... That it needs to go. It needs to stop. It's bad. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. Um, yeah. That's all. That's all I've got. Like, yep. Thanks to everybody that listened. Hope you're back
0: next week with us. Have a good one. Bye.